0: Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 258.
1: This is Hoplo.
0: Hey, Julius. Welcome back.
1: Hello, Albert. Do you know what How a Hoplo is? No, I don't know. Do you know, know what, what a Hoplo, Hoplo is. Maccus is? I know what a Hoplo it is. is.
0: Is it? Do you what? 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 Yeah, what? What is it? It's the board game we we're reviewing today. Ah, yes it is. It's more than just a board game though it actually is a real word. Hapomachus? Uh, wasn't Hapomachus
1: the type of arena that they fought in?
0: They were the type of gladiators that fought in the arenas where the, the armor that sort of looked like a Greek hoplite sort of thing. This is what I looked up and this is what I learned. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a made up word all this time. Until like a month ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a style of warrior. I think it's the one with the little tiny helmets. You know, they're sort of like got a crest along the middle going back and whatnot
1: no i knew it wasn't a made-up word i just thought it was a reference to the arena not the warrior but yeah it's some ancient word that we don't use nowadays
0: yeah yeah don't use it much which makes it great for a game because it could be anything so well anyway so yeah so this is a game it's about uh it's a gladiatorial arena combat it is a game by chip theory games and it came out way back in 2015 I uh, Way back. I kickstarted this game. I got it when it was new, and, and I really never got it played. And I always wanted to get it played. And I, I think I did play it briefly with my son when it first came out. He and I played it. He was what seven or eight at the time, maybe. He probably beat me then too. <laughs> I don't know. And that's probably why I put it away. I said, it's darn stupid games it could, could beat me at that. I'm not playing this anymore. So anyway, it's it's a game. It's got a lot of good reputation. People like it a lot, especially for solitaire, solitaire play. I believe Ricky Roll says it's one of his favorites
1: and of course because it's a chip theory game so everyone loves the components.
0: Yeah, great components in this game. It's all very fancy. Uh, which is all neat. Let's uh well I guess I kind of already said the summary. Oh, no, let me let me give you the summary. So th- this game, there's three or four or maybe more hoplomachus games if another one or two have been published since I'm not sure. This is the first one that was <laughs> sold here, Hoplomachus new Origins. Redo of it all. Yeah, and then there's a, okay, and I don't really know about that stuff. I have not kept up with it. I have my old 2015 version, just like with Sentinels. I have the old stuff, not the new stuff. Change is bad. That's my mantra.
1: Old man, Albert.
0: <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn, you, Julius, You with your newfangled games. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. The um, so this is a, a a game that you're fighting arena battles, and there's three specific arenas you're fighting in. They're very particular ones. One of them is Xanadu, one of them is Eldorado, and the other one is Atlantis. And you're vying to be the best Hoplomacus warrior in all these arenas. And each arena that you go to, so it's basically a series of battles you're going to have. And I'm describing the two-player game here, but this will also apply to Solitaire. Solitaire. Um, so you're going to play in all three arenas, go and compete in each, and whoever wins two out of three is the best Hoplomakas or, or whatever. Um, they're each a little different. The first one I mentioned is Xanadu here this is an arena where you're sort of the king of a hill there's an area in the middle it's a raised pedestal and you basically just have to get to that area and control it or at least be in it for six rounds every every time you start a round and you you have a character on the arena already you gain control you gain a a point you flip a die over to the next number if the die reaches six for your side for your team before the other team you win that arena. the second one is Eldorado which is um you know, the, the golden treasures in the American Southwest. You win here by carrying a treasure from one end of the arena to the other while getting attacked, trying not to drop it and whatnot. The third one is Atlantis. This one, you um, it goes to kill the leader. That's all you got to do. There's a team of, you're fighting with a team of gladiators, you just got to kill the main gladiator. And, you know, it's a duel, so everybody's got the same goal, kill each other's main gladiator. So that's what the, the game is about. You have these three different arenas you're fighting in, each of the different go. And whoever can win the most arenas is the the best city. You're representing a different city in the game, at least in the story of the game. That's what the game is about. Very simple, very straightforward arena combat. Um, it isn't set in any of the other chip theory game universes, right? Like, they came out with the... Um, shame I mean, Why can't I not remember where the universe... Is? There's too many bones universe or any of that. I wasn't think there was
1: supposed to be any universe tied between their different things.
0: Well, and, and I didn't know that, right? So I'd, I'm guessing other people don't know that either. There definitely isn't. So if you're familiar with Too Many Bones, this does have nothing to do with Too Many Bones. Other than <laughs> chips. Well, I mean, you know, some of their games are tied together, aren't they?
1: I'm not familiar with anything that ties their games together other than sequels in, in the same series. Like Obviously, all the Too Many Bones are tied oh. together, but I don't think there well, is. Well, yep, yep. yep. Okay,
0: well there you go. So, I just confirmed it with Hoplomachus. Very nice. This is this is a it is not a it's a fantasy sort of setting. I think it's definitely not realistic. There's there's monsters in it and everything. Generally speaking, you're fighting with humans, but there are there is a monster in Atlantis.
1: I mean, how do you know they didn't have monsters back then?
0: Uh, I don't. I guess. <laughs> so I mean, it may be historical. You're right. Yeah, that's a fair point point taken (laughs) um it's in the rules so it must be true (laughs) so anyway that's the summary of our game the the rules let's talk about the let's talk about the components first there's a lot of components this is chip theory games everybody loves chip theory components right Mm -hmm. and there's a reason for that they're just really nice this game brings i already mentioned three boards that means three neoprene mats these are pretty boards with a picture of an arena the arena area where you fight in is a, a hex area that's about 6 to 8 hexes long on the long edge. I think it's 8 on the long edge, 6 on the short edge, something like that. The layout's a little bit different in each one, but they're generally speaking an oval. The besides the three boards, you're going to get a bunch of chips. The chips generally speaking represent your gladiators. There's a lot of different gladiators to pick from. There's like I think 20 or 30 gladiators and it's 20 Twenty gladiators and there's also some tactical tile or chips you could get. um,
1: Twenty gladiators, eight tactics, and ten champion arena tiles.
0: Yep. But then there's, you said there's the champions, and then there's also chips to mark to track your health, for example. And there's a few other chips like, for the uh, some of the arenas have special chips represent the the goal in that arena and things like that. So there's a few. Like a spear. A spear, yes. There's a spear that you could pick up and fight with. You don't need it. But if you have it, it does help. The and That's in Atlantis, of course. It's a trident, right? I think not really a spear, more of a trident spear, maybe. Whatever. Um, <laughs> you got lots of really nice chips. The, the chips for the, um, the health are lighter chips. I think they're just plastic. They're not like the nice weighted chips. I remember this because I know you could buy the fancy weighted chips from them. And then all your chips are nice and solid and heavy. I've never bothered. The the light ones work just fine for me. Yep. Um I was the same thing with my copy Frenchy. of Too
1: Many Bones. It's the same type of chips for that one with the okay. lighter weighted health chips and you can buy heavier if you want, and I never did.
0: Yeah. Didn't see need for it personally. There is also some expansions that you could get that include just like chips with more gladiators and stuff. And I did get some of those um with a Kickstarter. I didn't get all of them, but I did get some. Then there is, I said a bunch of. There's
1: four reference uh, cards and some dice as well. And the dice appear to be mostly custom. I just want to comment on those. (laughs) Go ahead. That's what
0: we're talking about this game. So Julius could tell us about the dice.
1: You know what my (laughs) comment is on this. It's got this H to mark it. Hernandez. Or Hopla or Hernandez, sure. (laughs) It's got an H on it. I, oh, I dislike that there's an H printed for the hit. Yeah. Like why not have an I <laughs> icon like everyone else does? It looks so much better than an H.
0: Yeah. You know, this is one of the earlier chip theory games, and I and I wonder if it's just the their graphic design just wasn't quite as good yet as later games. Like if they were to redo it all later, which they are, would it look nicer? Maybe. I don't know. But so so there are custom dice. There's four different colors of custom dice. And each color has different probabilities. Like one of them has an H on five sides. One of them has an H maybe on two sides or three sides. It just depends on the die. Um, And it brings extra dice. So I don't know why it brings two of two dice and then one of the other two dice of the other two colors. So it's six total dice instead of, I don't know, say two of each. Which annoys me because sometimes you need to roll two at a time and it's not the color that you have two of. But we'll get to that, to that thing later, right? Uh, besides that, there's a rule book, and then you mentioned the the cards. These are double-sided cards. There's one card that you would use in the multiplayer game. The other three are specific to the solitaire game. And this is where the solitaire rules are. They're in on, printed on cards that are going to take the form of challenges. You're going to p- progress through a number of challenges in this game, in the solitaire game.
1: Are they versus... printed on regular cards So they print on the plastic cards that they've used in other games? No, this
0: is not plastic. It's just a regular card stock. Oh, good. Yeah, I guess they didn't have it yet. You don't like the plastic stuff? I do not. Hmm, okay. I'm not experienced with that. Kind of wish it was a little bit different. Um, Kind of wish it was a bigger card, honestly, instead of three little cards, maybe like an 8.5 by 11 size card that would fit in the box easily.
1: But... I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I just don't like those yeah. plastic cards
0: mm-hmm okay so rules the theme the theme is gladiator combat you know it all fits pretty well um it's a very tactical game but it does feel like you're fighting and, and you're fighting with individuals you have when you play this game you're gonna have at the beginning you're gonna recruit five chips i think it's five it might have been six but i'm pretty sure it's five and I'm pretty sure it's six. Either way, you're gonna bring them out to the arena one at a time, one each round. So the, at the beginning, you just have one thing out. As the game progresses, you get more and more and more, and eventually, you potentially get to have a ton of characters out there doing all their, their combat and whatnot. Um, it feels like like what it is. It feels like arena combat. It's relatively abstract because it's chips and dice, but with the pretty mad and all that, I think it works pretty well. I think I think it comes out of cray. Um, you know, take it or leave it. The rules um this is pretty small rule book i will say i did not find this rule book very clear i i am not a fan of this rule book at all
1: oh good i'm glad i'm not the only (laughs) one on this one
0: okay yeah it's i mean i my first complaint with it is there is no list of components at the beginning telling you what's what the first time i tried to play i spent a good 45 minutes really confused about which chips I was supposed to use and try and use the wrong chips and just being all lost and it just didn't make any sense and it was a frustrating experience and then I put it away and pulled it out again a few days later I looked online and I got help and whatnot. but yeah, the rules the rules are, they could be better they're they're more brief than they need to be they could definitely be more to them Um, let me see
1: Well, let me talk about what was confusing to me with these rules. Okay. Normally, and this is a general idea, when you're teaching a rules, the first thing you want to teach is how you win. Then you want to teach how you play and go through generally the logic of how you go through a turn. And the first part of how to go through a turn is introduce all the different things and what the different things do and how you can play with them. They – don't they they don't do that the first thing they do is they throw you into the gameplay basics that the three things you do is you deploy you move you attack and so it goes through those things but they don't tell you until way later how you win there's different objectives and you summarize those objectives already you started off by explaining that they don't tell you that till the very end additionally they throw you in they're like here you start by moving a gladiator that's the first thing you do it doesn't tell you what a gladiator is, how many gladiators I have, how how to how to set up the game. It doesn't tell you anything about setup until after it tells you how to play. That was so mm-hmm. jarring and weird to me. Why they would put it in that order? You're right.
0: I, I did find it jarring. I do. I do believe that the right way to write. Oh, my dog is scared because there's thunder. So there's gonna be a lot of crying back here. I'm sorry. Um. I I do believe the way rules written in the right layout is a matter of opinion. But I do think they did not do a good job of doing things here. They didn't explain each thing enough before moving on to the next one. So you're left kind of not sure what's going on. And then they jump to something else. And you're still not that sure what's going on in there either. And I found that I had to read through it a few times and jump back and forth a lot. Eventually kind of get a feel for it. And even once I've read everything completely, I still felt kind of lost and unsure what was going on. And this is for the multiplayer game. The, I found the solo game even worse. <laughs> the, I think somewhere in the, in the tactical cards or somewhere in the, in the game, it says, oh, everything you need to know is in the rulebook. And all it says about the solitaire game in the rulebook is, go check out the tactical cards. This is a com- combat, and you're going to have this big challenge, and it's really exciting. That's about the, the gist of it there. The, the way the cards are organized, it's three relatively small cards and they're double-sided and I found that I often have to flip back and forth as I start the game trying to remember what's what and how to do the setup and which challenge I'm doing and and then the flow of it. It takes a little while to get the hang of it. Honestly, it's, it's confusing for a while. It, it, this game would have done um, well to have a, a bigger rulebook with more examples, with pictures that were clear. And like especially the movement and stuff like that, they didn't, they explain it. And I think there might've been an example with text. You're kind of left on your own to figure it out. Now, fortunately, a lot of other people have played this game. A lot of people love it and have done video playthroughs and reviews. Uh, And that's how I figured it out. I think I I went and looked at a Beyond Solitaire video um, where she's playing the game and, and explaining stuff. And that helped explain all the things I was not clear about. But even then, once I understood it, I was still lost and just constantly referencing the rules and it could be better. <laughs> it could definitely be a lot better, I think. Um that's probably enough about the rules there, really.
1: Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's move on to happier topics.
0: Okay, let's talk about the gameplay. So I already mentioned Serena Combat and you have chips and you have your chips for fighting each other. Um these chips are basically gonna have a few attributes. Their, their health, their attack, um, distance, like how are, how far their range is. Can they attack the Hex adjacent to you or maybe two or three away because they could throw uh, or shoot arrows or something? How fast they move and how far their range is for tactical stuff. Um, which, in my mind, tactics is spells. So how far can they cast the spells is what it is. It isn't really a spell, but that's just the way I imagine it. And That's the way I think it, it works for me. So there's those four attributes, and each character also is going to have their attacking ability and a secondary ability, often innate ability or, or a second type of attack. It depends. It could be different things. The The attack ability generally going to say, oh, you get to roll this die or combinations of dice when you attack for your, for your basic attack. And it'll say, you know, you roll a black die and a yellow die. The black die is more likely to hit than the yellow, so... So having a character that rolls black dice is nice if you have a guy that maybe rolls three yellow versus a guy that rolls one black. You know, the probability of hitting can vary between the two. The secondary ability could be an innate ability or an alternate form of attack, and you could choose whether you're doing the standard attack or the alternate attack. But basically, you have a lot of different characters, and they all feel different. The first thing that happens in the game, I should even describe this before the gameplay, which I haven't really gone to the gameplay, is... If you're playing a two-player game, you're going to get all the Gladiators out and you're going to start taking turns drafting them one at a time. So you're going to build up a team to play with. And I said it was like like six chips. Chips. You're going to have, I think, four Gladiators and up, maybe you can have five or six even, and I think up to two Tactics. Um, but you really need more Gladiators because if you start losing a couple, just having two with a lot of Tactics probably wouldn't work. That's my guess. I never tried it. The You're going to take turns. You're going to draft all the stuff. Once you've drafted it, you're going to set up on the arena, basically put the board in front of you and start playing. Each player can place one of the uh, one of their gladiators each turn. The turn is basically deploy your gladiator or tactic tile, your chip, then move the gladiators that you have on the board. The one you just played, generally speaking, cannot move the turn he came out or fight the turn he came out. Anybody that was on the board in the prior turn already can move. And after the movement comes the combat. And the combat is just rolling dice to see if you hit. You choose your targets, which are within your attack range. And you roll to see how you do, and you give them damage. You do damage to them. There are exceptions about the not attacking immediately or not being able to move immediately. Those are special abilities some characters have. Some characters can move the turn they come out or, or attack the move they come out instead. Other things. the um, It just varies. The... The health of your character is going to be based on... You're going to put chips under him. So when you're playing, if your character has five chips under him, you know he's got five health left. When a a character takes damage, you're just going to remove some of those chips. If They run out of chips, they die, and you remove them from the arena. That's how the gameplay works. It's just basically going back and forth until somebody wins. And remember, I mentioned the goals are different depending on the arena. It, It isn't necessarily to kill your opponent. It may be to control that center area longer. It may be... To race across the arena fastest, different things. It's it's fun gameplay. It's very tactical. Each turn, you're you know you're trying to figure out which gladiator I want to bring out this turn, or which tactic am I going to play. It's a lot of stra- tactics based on the layout of the current c- scenario, who's on the board already, where they're at. All these things are things you want to consider when you do your movements. So yeah, so the gameplay, like I said, is super tactical, and I find that very very fun to play. Um it's always super satisfying. It's also really quick. the the fights are maybe six, eight rounds it just depends on the fight on the arena, but they always play quick 10 or 15 minutes. Um, let me now tell you about the solo gameplay then because it is a little bit different. in the multiplayer game I already mentioned you're doing three arenas and it's best two out of three. In the solitaire game, there's a series of challenges. Um, and the way they work is you're fighting the champions of each city one at a time, but there's 20 fights that you're going to do total. And each on the, on the solitary card, it's going to tell you for the first challenge, you're fighting on this board. You're fighting against these chips and it'll tell you which specific chips to draw for your enemy. And it'll give you any restrictions about what chips you could use. For example... Don't use any of the Rome chips, maybe like the yellow chips or blue chips, whatever color Rome is. Or you can use a specific character or you, your characters can can only have an attack range of one or whatever. Whatever the restriction is for that round. You will then set up all the chips per the rule. All the enemy chips when you're playing solo start on the board already. You still have the restriction of one each round. You will fight the arena, basically the normal rules for that arena, and see if um, you could win. If you win, congratulations, you could go on to the next challenge, round number two. This will be at a different location, probably, um, of the three. Again, you'll have different champions to play against and and, uh, gladiators and whatnot. You'll choose yours. They don't have to be the same as before. As a matter of fact, they aren't necessarily going to be the same as before because you may have had one from Rome, and now this board says you can't have one from Rome. So you may just have to change your tactics each time.
1: You mean change your picks.
0: Yes, change your picks. I'm sorry. Yes, what what you drafted? Um, as you play, there's 20 total challenges. You're gonna be going back and forth to the different cities. They get harder and harder. If you lose a challenge, you could retry it. If you lose again, you go back to the prior challenge, and now you got to beat that again to progress to this one again. So you may you know slowly progress through the 20 games. Maybe you take a step or two back and then progress again. Get stuck, step back, whatever, until you've done all 20. That's, that's how the game works. Each gameplay, probably, like I said, takes about 15 minutes per, per arena. So it's not the sort of thing where you do in a single city. At least not me. Uh, you know, I'll play it over, over a matter of time. Uh, again, I find the gameplay very fun. It's really interesting. There the are things I struggled with it, with the, the solitaire rules of how the characters work. It takes a little deciphering. It's really simple. It's on a card and explains all the steps. Like it's um it's listed in, in a priorities like first move the and you're gonna move every single gladiator each time. Say move the gladiator towards the closest opponent. And then if it's a tie, pick the strongest or pick the weakest, whichever it is in this case. And if it's still a tie, then do this. So you follow that sort of tree of choices until you figure out how to move the opponent it's generally super quick it's almost instantaneous when you're looking at it there's not a lot of thinking but there is some effort to understand how that works at first it's not very obvious at first they even admit it that it seems really confusing but don't worry it's super simple i it's once you get past that it's it's pretty fun even then there's some some of the arenas like the getting the the i forget what they call the trophy from one end of the arena to the other the rules are not very clear for the longest time, I thought you you started at one end, you ran to the other end, and then you brought your trophy back to where you were. In fact, you start next to your trophy, pick it up, and just run across the eight spaces. And if you do that before the other guy, you win.
1: <laughs> Big difference.
0: It, that could be surprisingly hard because you got all these guys trying to block you and attack you. But but either, either way, it was never really explained in the rule. I went online and found it on BGG
1: somewhere eventually.
0: And it was mentioned multiple times. This is what you're supposed to do. It seems strange, which is why I didn't think that was the way it worked, but whatever.
1: How much difference is there in what the different tile or different chips do? Does it make? Does it really make a big difference? Yes,
0: it really does. So you play an arena the first time and you don't know what it's going to feel like necessarily, right? You go and you, you play and you're like, oh, you know what? That was hard. I really would have helped me if I had people that could have hit immediately instead of maybe, you know, having to wait around before they could fight, because I could probably eliminate some of the weaker guys, or whatever, or maybe this would have been better if I could move faster, or if I had a couple tanks. Every every fight will be different, and you can pick different strategies, and all the gladiators all feel different. There's this That is the really neat thing about the game. There's a lot of gladiators and a lot of choice. They all feel different. They have different attributes, different special abilities, different co- dice combinations, and it feels like when you're choosing them, there are meaningful choices for for what to pick. The tactic tiles are also interesting. Some may be as simple as, I don't know, they'll let you heal a point. Some might uh, weaken an enemy one way or another. Maybe there's one that freezes the enemy in place. So, so which tactic tile you also use is interesting. So just that whole drafting process is interesting, even before the game happens. Then during the game, each round, which gladiator, which tactic am I playing this round? is another interesting choice. And and it's all it's all very satisfying. For such a simple game, it is surprising how, how satisfying it is. Granted it was a lot of work to get to that point. But yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um there the the rule book lists all the abilities in the back. And it's a huge list. Probably like forty or fifty different abilities are listed in there. So, yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I like the solo play a lot. I, it's very fun. It's very satisfying. It's very interesting. What I don't like about it is as I played, you know, I mentioned there's 20 different ones and it starts with the easiest and they progress in difficulty. There's a couple of things I don't like about that. One of them is I haven't even finished all 20, honestly. I'm like halfway through maybe. Once I've made it to the end and say, oh, I want to play this again and go through the challenge, am I really going to want to start at the easiest one? I feel like those are going to be a simple win and sort of a waste of time. I'd rather maybe start through number five or something, I think. I don't know. I haven't made it that far. But it, it does that. that is the sense I get. It's like playing a video game and it's like, oh, do I want to restart at level one? It's so easy at the beginning. It's just a slog to get to the interesting <laughs> part now because, I, because I've played so much, my skills are better. So that is a concern. The other thing that I find a bit of a concern and I think it's probably fine. Is especially the last few scenarios when you draft your gladiators, you draw them randomly from the bag. You don't even pick, so it's just you get what you get. And it may be terrible for this fight, or it may be fantastic for this fight. But you have to figure it out. So that could be frustrating, in that it'll take a really long time of of drawing to eventually get the a good combination that you could win. Right? And you just go back and forth in the last few rounds. And that seems like that might be frustrating, but on the other hand, I could see where getting stuck with a weird combination of gladiators might let me try strategies I would have never tried otherwise. So I I do appreciate that about it. Um, I did get to one fight where I, I had some randomness, not entire randomness, but some and yeah, it it was actually kind of fun.
1: So which do you like more, the two-player or the solo game?
0: You know, I only played the two-player game that one time when, <laughs> when my son was 7. It was, it was fine. I, I would probably enjoy the multiplayer game more than the solo game, I think. Uh, because, because the things I mentioned in the solo game, I don't like the idea of having to restart at the easiest ones. Then again, 20 games is a lot of play from this, and that's only if you win every single one from the get-go. You're going to lose fights and redo them. so it will be close, and you're going to have to f- think about your strategy and go back. Um, so you're going to get a, lo- a lot of play out of it before you have to restart the challenges. So it's I mean it's not bad. It's definitely fun. It was satisfying. What what I don't like about the game though the, the couple of annoying things I've already mentioned, right? Not enough dice, that bugged me. The hard to 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 grok rules was very frustrating. Understandable. <laughs> okay, one thing that just annoyed me for no reason was the dice that come with it, uh, uh the d6s, there's two d6s in there that are used specifically for the First arena that I mentioned, where you're standing on the pedestal, whoever's on there for six rounds wins. It's a black die and a white die, but then everything else, the chips are red and blue. One person has the red chips, the other has the blue chips. Why didn't they make the dice match? that will been so easy. <laughs> and then, then it'd be easier to keep track of which die goes with which character and which chips. So, but that's not a big deal, and I and I realize that. But still, that was something that did.
1: It is a point.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's easy to fix. I've changed the dice out already. So my dice don't exactly match the chips, but they're way closer. And really, those are my complaints about it. The, the dice and the rules. And Obviously, the rules are a much bigger issue. You, you heard me go on about them. They, they were frustrating. Absolutely. There is a new version of Hoplomac is coming out. There was a Kickstarter for it already. I don't know when it comes out or if it's out. Auto- no, I don't think it's out already because it says you could go pre-order it.
1: Yeah, I don't think either of us know nearly enough about it to be able to talk about it.
0: No, but it is, does have solo rules in it, which is interesting. One of them is specifically a solo game.
1: Well, one thing we need to talk about with regard to you know just about any Chip Theory game is they are more expensive and generally are hard to find from any retail store other than mm-hmm. Chip Theory games' website themselves, which oh, yeah. if it's not a super expensive game means that the game could be even more expensive because of shipping. Yes. So this game is 55. Do you think it's worth it?
0: Yeah, that seems fine. But how much is shipping when you add shipping on top of that? Especially these days, shipping's getting so crazy, right? Yeah. Let's see. Let's, let's add it to my shopping cart. And, oh, you know, it's only 15 bucks. What? (laughs) It's only $15 shipping, but I already had something in my shopping cart.
1: That is a, that's,
0: that makes it an $80 game. Or yeah. a seventy dollars
1: game, yeah. Which you can't pick up from your local game store. I don't know; it's that's expensive.
0: The I had tried to get the uh, the Machu Picchu expansion, and that one's only thirty dollars. But then it was the fifteen dollars shipping. You know, it makes it a, from a thirty dollars expansion to forty five dollars expansion for I think something like ten chips. That's yeah, that's <sighs> right. <laughs> it's it's hard to swallow. It's just you know. So I have avoided getting that because I don't need it. I've got enough already. Understandable. Yeah. One thing that I find interesting and I've been thinking about, I don't know that I like um, sandbox games. This is a sandbox game, right? Because you're picking and you're trying out different strategies with different, with different gladiators and whatnot. Um, and I don't like that kind of sandbox game. But on the other hand, I love Lord of the Rings, the card game, and that's a sandbox game too, really. I mean, you're you, you're playing a scenario, and you got a, a world of different cards to draft and try and build a deck, see how it does against it. I don't know, I to me, this is not as satisfying a sandbox game. Then again, for Lord of the Rings, as invested a lot more money on it than on this by
1: far (laughs) that's true there's more options in your i mean you're calling this a sandbox game i necessarily wouldn't call it a sandbox game it's that you have multiple choices for how you want to build up your deployment a sandbox game is normally more sandboxy in how you play it whereas this is much more structured i play it like a sandbox game to me is something like Hazaya.
0: okay which i've never played yeah okay so that's that whole sandbox game concept i have trouble with i'll admit it
1: (laughs) well maybe we'll have to sit you down and play one one time
0: That'd be fun. okay. Well, all right, I think I've we've talked about enough about this game. I like it, but it has issues. That's that's my summary at the end.
1: So you can see it's a little bit of a battle inside you about it.
0: <laughs> yes it is. All
1: so, right. with that we will say good night everyone.
0: All right, good night.